0: Hello, and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-host, starting with yous, the unflappable, the unerring, and the unabashedly unique, Mary Abijay.
1: Hi, Chris DeSantis. How are you today?
0: I'm doing very well. How you doing, Mary?
1: I got a couple of yous for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, hello, everybody. My name is uh, Mary Abijay, and I would like to introduce you to my co host, the urbane, the unwavering, and the undisputable champion of Cubicle Confidential, <laughs> Mr. Chris DeSantis. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey.
0: <laughs> that was very nice. Thank you, Mary.
1: You're welcome. Even though even though our loyal listeners know that we've had one competition on the show, and I did kind of trounce you on it, on the well, Etiquette Battle Royale.
0: Again, I think we can revisit that at some point in time and have another competition <laughs> because I think it had a lot to do with her... Um, what was that? What's her name? Emily Post's lack of knowledge about neuroscience.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Even Jack, even Jack, our producer, agreed ah. with me. But that's okay. I'm going to give you another chance.
0: I, yeah, I look forward to the next contest.
1: So, Chris, what are we talking about today?
0: Well, the questions that came in this week really revolve around the idea. The actually, the idea of big ideas, ah. and that is either creating them, or having them, or sharing them. So, I think that's interesting. And in fact, you're interesting in that that respect are you more of an idea person or are you more of an extraordinary implementer of ideas
1: Ooh, you know, I love that question. So I think I have, I think I have, I think I'm an, a big idea person about once a decade. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> like once a decade, I come up with a brilliant idea, which of course I don't act on. And then of course, something like WeWork gets developed, right? Because I thought about WeWork like 15 years ago. Oh. Um, so I think I'm more of a mediocre idea person, but I'm definitely a great executor. So that's really where my talent comes in. Sometimes if I get ideas that are too big, uh, like the WeWork, they just feel too big, and I'm afraid to actually take any action on them. Or quite frankly, I'm lazy, and I don't want to take any action on them. So I'm really much better at implementing kind of medium sized ideas. How about you?
0: Well, I think I am an idea person. I, I think what I do is I look for uh, I look for things that are not connected, and then tr- think of ways to connect them. So, but I, I uh, as one of our questioners comes on board here, I'm a little like them in the fact that I like the idea generation portion, but I'm not as fond of actually doing those things once you have the idea. <laughs>
1: That, that can be a problem.
0: (laughs) I thought so too. I thought so too.
1: This is why it's better not to be a big idea person unless you're (laughs) ready to actually take some action on it. You know, but there's so many different ways to think about ideas. Like we could think about ideas in terms of ideating things, like, you know, making connections between things. With that, I'm pretty good at, but what comes up with, when it comes to creating something new out of whole cloth, those, those big ideas for me are few and far between.
0: Well, I will argue with you a little bit in terms of you being a, an idea person, or at least creative, because um, listeners, if you read our descriptions on a weekly basis, you will see some very, uh, I think, cleverly phrased um, uh, teasers for the show, and that is Mary's work on a regular basis. So you're doing that every week, which I think I really appreciate, and think it's quite, uh, quite amazing to be able to do it.
1: Well, you know, thank you. That's really sweet. And I really struggle a lot over them. And I actually don't think they're very good. But you make an interesting connection between like big ideas and creativity. Hmm. So I kind of think I'm a very creative person. I like to like, fix things or problem solve, I problem solve or do puzzles or, or, or kind of make things happen. But I'm not necessarily sure that I'm coming up with the initial idea, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I, I, it's interesting about that because we can talk about that. I think there's a th- these ideas, who comes up with it first? I think ideas bubble up sort of simultaneously across the globe sometimes. And, the first, and so we credit the first one who speaks to it, but uh, it doesn't mean that you can't build on it. I don't think there's an idea yeah. that's out there that can't be built upon.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm really good at pouring old wine into new bottles. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, you're ready for the first question? I am ready. Let's bring it on, baby. Okay, this one's called Genius at Work. <music> I work at an ad agency. What I'm really good at is coming up with new ideas. I love the challenge of reframing client objectives and coming up with solutions that no one ever even considered. The problem I face is once I come up with an idea, I'm done. I have zero interest in implementing it, but I am often assigned to a lead role in doing just that. How can I do what I really enjoy and not have to do what I hate doing because I have to do it? Signed, Bewitched. Oh, I love that bewitched,
1: <laughs> bewitched and bolder, right?
0: <laughs> bewitched. And bolder. It's Darren Stevens has written us. <laughs> I
1: love it, Darren Stevens. I kind of think Darren Stevens has a little bit of Chris DeSantis in him, based on what you just said. <laughs> yes, about, exactly. This about about guy is me. He's you. I love it. Although, come on, Chris, you are really good at executing. Like oh. listeners, and I mean all fifteen of you. Chris DeSantis is always on top of his game when it comes to preparing for this for our podcast. It's usually me that's like lagging behind. All right. So to bewitched our Darren Stevens in Boulder. Uh, my first, my first, uh, my first comment to you is this. Wah, wah, wah. Cry (laughs) me a f***ing river. Really? We all have to do things we hate. Great ideas without any implementation are essentially worthless. For example, I hate hate, hate having to write proposals, but I have to do it or else I wouldn't have any business. So part of me really doesn't want to answer your question because part of me thinks you're just a spoiled, like, you know, (laughs) wonderkind that just wants to do the fun stuff. A diva. A diva, right? A diva. But I'm going to give you a couple of ideas because I can kind of feel your pain. Um, One is talk to your leadership It sounds like you might be better at sort of like the sales or the business development side of the business uh, because you said it was an ad agency, right? So maybe like going in there, making the pitch, but not being part of the team that actually then executes. So, you know, if you can really prove your worth to your leadership on that side, I think that might be an interesting place for you to explore. Um, Also, it sounds like, I don't know what level you are, but you know, this is a great time to really partner with someone who is really good at executing or implementing, somebody like me, for example, like you can up with the big ideas and I'll help you execute them. Uh, so find if you can build your team around people that are doing that. And then you're just sort of leading with the big vision, but not really executing it. Um, and so and when you do that, when you were going to build like an execution team, uh, be really clear about what your role is and what your expectations are of the people who are going to implement. So I think the first step for me, besides wah, 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 get you a box of tissues, is to go talk to your leadership and see if you can carve out that particular role.
0: Wow, I, I think that's great, Mary. Let me I just summarize really quickly. I, th- I think you said, put yourself in a position where you can leverage this, and that would be yeah. in either sales or business development. I think, right? Or, right, find somebody on the team that, that likes the other aspects of this and then partner with them. And then make a case to be, your, your, your to the powers that be.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think of the kind of organizations or roles that you can just get to be an idea person, and quite frankly, I have no ideas on that. But maybe you do, Chris.
0: Well, let me let me tell you my thoughts because I, yeah. I don't—I'm not far away from you. I, the first question I would have for him is, "What's your job description say?" Because mm. if if this is part of your job responsibilities, as Mar- as Mary already said, you're shit out of luck. Uh, you know,
1: S O L, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So
0: um, you have to lead that team. But having said that, as Mary also said, look, find people on the team that will take on the aspects of the work that you don't find as attractive. Now, again, you have to present them in a way, uh, and and make sure that these individuals want to do those things, as opposed to dumping upon them, which is a very different yeah. thing. This is this is divvying up the work to where everyone's strengths are fully leveraged. Now. Mary asked this other th- made this other point, the other option is to do a, a little job crafting. And that means you'd have to make a business case for the role you ideally want, and that is the idea generator. Now there is a company out there that does this. It's called IDEO, IDEO, right? And it makes yep. money doing just that. Clients come to them and, and, they, and they specifically, basically, uh, their, their ability here is to create new products or services. In fact, if you ever saw the movie Free Willy, they created the orca, uh, as an aside. But the point here is that's, that's an interesting job for you. I'm not saying leave this ad agency to go there. I'm saying mirror what they're doing internally. And then carve out a space for yourself in the in the organization. Make it a service line because um, now you are an idea person. So what we've done is, as Mary and I have done, is we've planted the seeds of this. Now just build upon our idea as we've said in the introduction.
1: In other words, execute your own stuff so you can create the job that you want to. <laughs> they want to have, you know, Chris. First of all, you're absolutely right about idea. I completely forgot about them. Great organization, really super creative. I think that'd be a great fit. And but I liked also where you talked about like going and really job crafting. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're going to go job craft, this is really about making sure when you approach your leadership that you do a couple of things. One, you're really clear about what this role would look like. You're really and you. Got to show the business value of this role. And as Chris DeSantis always says, business value is things like how it's going to make them more money, save them more money, or promote their brand, like really connected to a business value. And you could even baby step it a little bit. So you could even say, like, you know, let's just pilot this job. Let's just see if we can find a niche for it. Um, and I love that idea. It really is about taking control of your career and really playing to your strengths. That is a great idea job craft it, baby.
0: Yes. Well, I hope that was helpful.
1: Well, it was helpful for me. I'm going to job craft myself <laughs> into a better answerer for this next question. <laughs> well, oh, by the way,
0: uh, ter- speaking of IDO, I think there are two books out there on this topic. I-, I think one of them is The 12 Faces of Innovation. So the yeah. founder, I think, has since retired, but uh, Kelly, I think, was his name. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends to tune into Cubicle Confidential. Okay, let's move on. What's next? All right. This one's uh, called Seniority Sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Mary and Chris. I love your show and I enjoyed your episode you did about a new young manager tasked with managing her mature employees. Hmm. I have a similar problem. I'm the youngest member of our customer experience team and I'm having trouble getting my ideas listened to. Do you have any advice that would make me more credible in senior management's eyes? Signed, The Workplace Newbie.
1: Love it. Thank you, Workplace Newbie. You know, uh Chris DeSantis is, of course, an expert in generations. <laughs> so uh he's gonna have some great answers. So I'm gonna like take some time <laughs> to try to be smart, but it's gonna be more about new, about just uh, presenting new ideas. And I'll really let Chris like dig into the generational aspect. And you know, yes, it can be hard to be heard when you are a newbie working with n- mature individuals. It can also be hard to be heard when you're just new in the job. Uh so I'm I'm going to break this down into two parts. Um, one is the framing of the idea, and the second part is the presentation of your idea. So let's talk about the framing first. And you, you've you heard us talk about this a couple of times. You want to make sure that the idea that you're about to present is rooted in some sort of research or some sort of data, some sort of business case. So making sure it's it comes across like you've paid attention to the because, the why, the real data behind the idea, as opposed to, I just think this would be fun, like make sure it's rooted in data. Uh, you can also demonstrate how it's other organizations have used that idea or a similar idea or use that idea to solve a similar problem and as we just said earlier make sure that you put it into the language of business how your idea is going to make money save money increase brand etc cetera, etc cetera. so when you're framing the idea really think about this and the last thing about framing the idea is to know what really matters to your quote unquote mature employees uh, and link it to what they care about, what their priorities are. In addition, of course, to the organizational values, priorities, goals, and things like that, and objectives. And then as you're getting ready to, fr- as you're framing it, you could also try socializing your ideas with a few other people first, kind of get their reaction, get their feedback before you make a presentation. So, you know, your ideas, when you're a newbie at work, they don't have to be yours. I mean, they, you don't have, don't don't hold back getting input because you want full credit for the idea. Like socialize it, get the framing right, and then of course you've got to present your idea. So this is something where I think as a newbie, especially if you're younger, you want to take a look at your communication skills. Um, do you speak with confidence? Are you able to clearly and articulately? and succinctly articulate your ideas. Unlike Mary Abadie right now in this question, <laughs> you know, like, is your body language confident? Uh, do you like, do you credit other people when you're coming up with this idea? Like you could say, you know, um, I had this idea and Chris and I really worked it out. And he, here's what we think is really going to be a helpful addition to our strategies or whatever. Um, and then, and then just be really, Confident, but make sure that you know how to present an idea that you've well framed. And that answer, <laughs> well, I think, was maybe all over the place. But my point is, frame it, present it well, knock yourself out.
0: I think that was great advice, Mary. I, I won't add too much, but I will take on the uh, the generational p- piece of that. But really quickly summarizing, you're saying, look, frame this well, make a case that's yeah. solid. Uh, you know, an adult case for adults that are going to either make them or you know save the money. Uh, the second point is convey it in a way that has authority and some of this is how do, you, how, do you, how do you present yourself that gives you power in the eyes of others or credibility in the eyes of others.
1: That's awesome. exactly right. So and now, involve some other people in the in the framing. Like yes. Involve some, get some feedback, get some reactions, so that when you present it, you kind of know the holes that might be poked at it, or the kind of negative feedback, or the um, the uh, hmm uh, reactions you might get.
0: Yes, because now this this question, as as, as Mary alluded to, uh, we've been getting more of these questions simply because there are more millennials and Gen Z coming into the workplace, and they're taking on more and more management responsibilities. So in that sense uh they're seeing themselves uh managing into sometimes uh those people more senior to them not only in this case uh, where it's just trying to present ideas to people more senior to them so uh, i think it's hard i think it's hard to be seen as credible outside of areas of technology or social media if you are young because we expect you to know those things where we think you are a, a pupil or um uh, a student uh, on the other things about the job that you do, do you see because we come from a very different place now, going back to what uh, I had said earlier that we had addressed this, we had an episode about a young warehouse manager who did exactly what Mary suggested. she enlisted or we suggested she enlist the senior people 's help, and what that means is divide and conquer and do exactly what Mary said have s- individual conversations with team members and say, here's my idea, here's what I'm thinking, and and ask them, "Uh, look, what am I missing here? What should I be doing more of or less of? Not only are you are you getting their inputs, which will help you shape the presentation and framing of the idea, but you're also getting uh, support and allies along the way. So when you do present, you say we, and when I spoke to Mary, she suggested this as well. So now it's no longer your idea alone. It's the team's input to a, the idea. So it, you're spreading the credit, but you're also... You're also, uh, I think, enabling um, them to be- uh, take this on. How do I want to say this? Enabling them to into
1: it. Yeah. buy into it because yeah. they
0: see there's already a number of people on board. Now, the last thing I'll say is you got to be patient because if you don't get what you want, remember, um, uh, it's, your present situation is such that they're not viewing you as you. They're viewing you as how they see themselves when they were your age. And so they should expect you to wait to earn your place at the table, as it were. And so my, my point here is I like that you push the boundaries, but if you push the expectations of this too far, then they'll revert to stereotyping you, and then they'll just call you another one of those entitled millennials who complains about not being in charge 15 minutes into their career. You see, you get grief for something that you are not by virtue of the fact that you, you, they buy into some of these aspects that are stereotypical stereotypical of what they read about the young i uh,
1: am so beautifully said chris desantis you know and i and i loved uh how you talked about uh really bringing in other people in because people will people will support what they help to create i mean that's an yes. old organizational development adage and it's an adage because it's true so not only do you benefit by getting uh a better shot at at, at implementing your idea by involving other people in the framing as you're thinking about it. But you're also showing these other people that you're a team player. You know, there is this thing, as Chris talked about, that we expect the younger people to kind of wait their turn, this or that. And I will confess, I think there are times where people might be threatened by too much gung-ho-ness, like Mm. too much like fresh blood. And so by your bringing others in on your idea, you are showing to them that, hey, I'm a team player like you. Uh, we're going to do this together. And that's going to engender you a whole lot of support down the road. So because part of what you want to do when you're new is really build those relationships, build those collaborations. So I'm, I think we have, we have, we have, I think, really solved workplace newbie in Wisconsin's problem. I mean, I kind of wish I was a newbie so I could take advantage of our great advice. I
0: think so too. I wish I had this advice when I was a newbie. I, know. I was just told to sit down and shut up.
1: Shut up. You know, <laughs> oh, I have one more piece of advice for for uh, oh, Workplace yeah. Newbie, and this is actually for anybody in the workplace. When you are presenting an idea or someone asks you what your opinion is or wants to report, you know, I always am a big fan of what's called the best approach, which is an Acronym for uh, bottom line, evidence, summarization, and transition. So, when you're going to present an idea or you're going to give a quick report about something, you want to lead with a bottom line. Like this podcast is a great podcast. Then E, you're going to evidence support. We have a hundred thousand listeners all over the world. We don't. Um, <laughs> so As I we will. think. Well, we will. I think that, you know, uh, XXXY has to happen. Like you summarize and then you transition. And so now Chris is going to tell you about how you can be the 100,000th and one subscriber. (laughs) So you bottom line it, you give some evidence, you summarize, and then you transition. That's how you present some information.
0: Wow, that's really nice. I had not heard of that acronym before. Is that your own personal?
1: I wish I... No, I stole it from somebody, but it was so long ago, I can't remember where I, who I stole it from. But I hear people at meetings ramble on and on, and I'm right. like, dude... Bottom line. Right. Why? Summarize. Move on.
0: Right. Oh, by the way, what Mary is saying too, in effect, is look, you're creating your reputation. Yep. So as soon as you start doing this as team player, as a bottom line speaker, as concise, as a presenter, as a framer, that becomes who you are and that, that works in your service. So that's right. the sooner you start, the sooner you have it.
1: Love it. All right, workplace newbie in Wisconsin, you let us know how that goes. If you have a workplace question, hey, people, we're here to help. Email us to info at cubicleconfidential.com. We'd love to
0: hear from you. All right. Are we ready for our last question? This one's called The Wrong Guy with the Right Idea. (laughs) I have a surefire idea for improving our inventory control at our warehouse. My problem is I don't work in the warehouse. I'm an HR recruiting... I'm in HR recruiting at the corporate offices. I came up with the idea because we were interviewing for a systems engineer and I was involved in the interviewing process. They asked prospective employees how they would go about fixing an imaginary warehouse issue and the interviewees would share their thoughts. I learned that some of the problems weren't imaginary and one night a solution came to me for improving inventory control. I know it's a good idea, but I also know engineers won't believe a recruiter in HR. Hmm. How do I get my idea implemented? Signed, Siloed in Sakakis.
1: <laughs> Sakakis. I just like to say Sakakis. That's in New Jersey, right? Yeah. Sakakis. Sakakis
0: 7. That was a movie from the, I think, late 80s. Huh. Hmm.
1: Never heard of it. Well, this is a really good question. I'm really digging this. Uh, So I think, first of all, uh, I'm going to caveat my advice or my approach because, of course, this depends on the nature of the organizational culture. And of course, the relationships that you have with Mm -hmm. the engineering people. And we know engineers can be a little gruff sometimes. They can be a little socially, shall I say, inept (laughs) 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 or not socially inclined. And yeah, they are, they are an Expert, technical, trade, or skill or profession, mm-hmm. so they may view your uh, your um, your help,
0: right.
1: <laughs> your advice, your intervention a little uh, with a little bit of suspicion, and well, they will uh, certainly you
0: know, scrutinize it.
1: Scrutiny, that's a better word. All right. So the the simplest thing to do, I think, would be to schedule a follow up conversation with the head of engineering or whoever was ahead of the hiring process. Uh, and tell them you'd love to debrief the hiring process. You would love to know how what how their experience was in terms of what you as the HR person, how you service them, what you could do more of less of differently, you know, just a debrief after action wrap up conversation. Then you could say, oh, by the way, as we were interviewing other candidates who weren't chosen, uh, some of them came up with some, what I thought were interesting ideas. So I thought I would just share them with you because they were different than the other candidates. And I have no idea. Uh, oh. <laughs> I have no idea, Mr. Engineer, if they're interesting <laughs> or helpful, but I thought I would share them to you because, you know, I want to make sure I'm providing you as much value as possible. And then bam, that way, if the idea is a good one, the engineer will be like, huh, thank you. They're going to take it as their own idea, which is perfect because mm. you don't care about getting credit for this. Uh, but that's how I would do it. I kind of backdoor it in under the guise of let's do a recap. So
0: Wow, I love that. I, I think that's a very interesting notion. I hadn't gone that direction. I went through a slightly different direction, but I like the idea here that you can present ideas through others. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you and I was that. thinking,
1: I was trying to put my Chris DeSantis Machiavellian right, hat on when I came up with that. Like, how can I slide this in? Yeah. So, all right. What do you think, Chris? How, what, well, what, before what I even get you to that, have? I
0: thought it was interesting how you came up with the idea in the middle of the night. You know, the mind processes things on sort of different tracks and ideas bubble up like that. Has that ever happened to you, Mary, where you had your idea like at all three in oh, the morning?
1: all the time. Yeah. And then you know what I do? I wake up. I'm like, oh, I've solved that problem. I have an idea. So happy. I fall back asleep and the next morning... What was it exactly. that I remember? Like I, it never ever sticks. Not, usually doesn't. Well,
0: do I've done stuff. it where I've I've tried even writing things down, and then I read my. You know, think. Oh, okay, I've done it. I've captured it, and then I read this jumble of words that I put together in the middle, and I said, "What was this? What am I doing here?"
1: You know, there's a Seinfeld episode for that. It was the one where there the, uh, where Jerry is like, uh, saw the Planet Nine movie. and He's like glowing gobulos of something. Anyway. <laughs>
0: Oh, anyway, here's my advice. I I went a different tact here because I I wasn't going to go through formal channels. See, I suspect engineering, just like Mary, I don't think engineering will welcome insights from HR. So I think what you have to do is you've got to find a like-minded engineer, meaning somebody you work with through recruiting who likes you. Take him to lunch, or take her to lunch, and tell them you've been spending so much time on the hiring process with the interviewers that you had a what you you sort of have a what what if what if scenario idea? What if this happened? What if we tried that? Now, what I would do over the lunch, say, look, because I'm not looking for anything other than uh, to bounce this around with you, and if you like it, I would encourage you to bring it forward. Now, uh, but the only thing I ask, this is what you ask, is your ask of them, is if it does go forward, tell me what happened. Now, if, it's, if it hits big and they actually implement it, now your next question is, what do I do with what I have done? Do I want to be involved in brainstorming sessions in, in warehousing in the future? Do I want to be involved in the process of brainstorming? Uh, do I want uh do I want to work in other disciplines, uh, you know, work with other disciplines in recruiting, meaning that if I got if I'm an idea person here, maybe I'm an idea person over there, or do I just want to call it a day? My point here is the idea is a potential entree into something else if you can leverage it to do that, if you want to do that.
1: Got it. I like that. I, I like my idea better, but I like. Oh, your idea. <laughs> well, it's nice
0: that you had the idea, but I built upon the idea, as we've said at the beginning of the episode. You did.
1: Well, and also, also, yeah, also, I, I'm often the person that's going to go the path of least resistance.
0: <laughs> well, your, yours is the safest route. Saying, look, it what, is, yeah, I, and I'm just thinking that maybe this guy, the, the 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 very idea that he's sort of uh, got a. You know, this is like he's a dog with a bone with this idea. Yeah. Maybe he wants to see it follow through because it'll give him some psychic pleasure. I would yeah, be very true. surprised if he didn't get any credit and they executed this and the engineer is promoted and gets a huge bonus that this person wouldn't become slightly bitter.
1: Well, you know, and that's <laughs> true. I mean, I think you know, regardless of this. Specific situation. I think, you know, presenting ideas to other people is not always as easy as like saying, I have a great idea, right? There's a lot of things that might be at play. It's your ability to frame it. It's your ability to convey it. It's your ability to have the right relationships, right? To build the right amount of trust. And so I think for people who are ideas people, taking some time to really think about the who, how, the what, and the why you can present your ideas are going to give you a lot better chance of actually seeing those ideas come to fruition.
0: I also think we're almost out of time here, but there's also processes for idea generation. The yeah. ideas don't have to be that random. I think if you read the book, um, uh, Blue Ocean Strategy, that gives you a process for innovation, which I thought was very interesting unto itself. Another one is six hats. And the idea of six hats is- oh, I each, love six hats. Yes, De Bono, yeah, that's yes. great. Each person wears a different hat. One wears the um, the facilitator. What, how will this impact- this or the uh, devil's advocate the devil's hat. advocate red hat <laughs> so uh, so the idea here is that everyone plays a role within the team to propel the idea forward yeah. so because one of the challenges with presenting an idea is if you're the person in authority you get very little pushback on the genius that you are uh, because people may not in, because power is asymmetric so I'm criticizing the boss that's how they might read it so I don't think if there's if there's clear I, I say rules of the process you'd be surprised how you could uh, come up with ideas. Is, and it's not intrinsic to you normally.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's in rules and roles of the idea. So, you know, I think one of the things that's great about the De Bono six hats, you don't have to do all six of them. No. There's like um, but like when p- ideas are presented, you know, let's say you have the naysayer, the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. the cheerleader, like people all play roles for these different ideas and you switch them up. As you're thinking through an idea and you're thinking through the presentation of your idea, when you mentally go through all the different roles, all the different kind of reactions to your idea, it helps you, it helps you. Test your idea more and prepare for a presentation. Uh, so it can be a presenting your idea. So I love putting some structure around both ideation and presenting of the idea. Yeah.
0: So, uh, best of luck to you, Siloed and Sakakis. And I think. Bye,
1: Sakakis.
0: Bye, (laughs) Sakakis. I think we're going to call. Mary, why don't you just take us on home? I'm
1: going to take us home. All right. So, I'd like to thank you all for joining us today. Um, And if you have any big ideas, uh, please let us know. A big uh, shout of thanks to our producer, our overworked, underpaid producer, Mr. Jack Edinger. If you have a workplace question, a cubicle dilemma, give us a shout. No question question is too large. No question is too hard. There are lots of ways to reach us. You can email us to info at cubicleconfidential.com. You can tweet us at confide one or connect with us on LinkedIn, Chris DeSantis or Mary Abigay, or you guessed it, cubicle confidential. So until we see you next week, work hard, have lots of great ideas, be kind. And if you can't call us. All right, let's hear some music.